Yakasha. This is the Big Kid Show. I'm Mr. B. Thank you for kicking with us, even if it's just for a little bit. With me in the sandbox today, we got two of your favorite Big Kid legends. We got Big Nick, Sweetwater Mark. Today we're playing Top Three. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Thank you, boy, boys and girls. Welcome and appreciate your applause. All right, we're playing Top Three. You know the drill. Let's just do it. Today's topic is Top Three. Dirtiest NFL players. Dirty son of a... Right? Dirty dog. Hey, you dirty we, all know the, we all know these players. Cheap dirty shots, dog. grabbing jerseys, eye gouging, stomping on limbs, late hits, and helmet-to-helmet hits. The big kids show are huge fans of the NFL, but we're not fans of dirty players and pathetic attempts to injure other players. So today we're going to lay out for you our top three dirtiest NFL players and see who makes the list. Hey, so grab your helmet... Shoulder pads, eye black, and jock strap because we're jumping into top three dirtiest NFL players. Also, hey, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, subscribe to the show, give us a rating and review. It goes a long way to help make sure Hollywood Nick can keep his high profile lifestyle. Yes, please. There's strikes going hey, on right now, by the way. Huge thank you to all the big kids out there for listening. Kick with us. We love you guys. Marcus, you won the pre show coin flip. You're up first, buddy. Hit us with your number three dirtiest NFL player. Now, in, in homage to the show, I was going to take first place even if you didn't give it to me. That's right. But that's all right. So there was uh, surprisingly more guys that ended up on my short, short list than I thought I would have when <laughs> right? we talked about this in pre-production. So, like... I was like, okay, there's definitely some dudes. And the funny thing is, none of the guys that I thought would make my list made my top three. Really? Okay. Really. So it should make this interesting. So I will kick things off, gentlemen, with a gentleman who played safety for the San Diego Chargers and the New England. Should we call him a a gentleman at this point? Right, right. That's, what yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> this son of a bitch. Son played, of safety. <laughs> played safety for the Chargers and the Patriots. That is one Rodney. You're a head hunter, Harrison. Oh, Rodney Harrison. This guy I always found to be annoying, but he was just a guy that was constantly trying to injure people. And he was actually, he won the distinction of NFL's Dirtiest Player Awards, which is co- which is voted on by other players and coaches, three different times. Wow, that many times. Three different times. So 2004 and 2006 from the players and 2008 from the coaches. So basically from 2004 to 2008, he was a jackass. In 2002, taking it back even two years further, he got suspended for a headshot to none other than Jerry Rice. Uncool. Dude, Not uh, cool. What are you doing, man? Not cool. And like, honestly, I just, I, I thought this guy constantly was taking unnecessary shots. I, I get trying to be aggressive. I get trying to be intimidating. That all makes sense. But he really was just over the line. I mean, he, he had fines of more than $200,000. He got suspended for the game where he went helmet to helmet with Jerry Rice. And then he got hit in 2007 for violating the league's substance abuse policy. 
So now he's a commentator. Yeah, he was now he's like, the face of the NFL. <laughs> yeah, he's on like Sunday Night Football. He's still annoying as shit. I, I hate his takes. I hate Ooh. listening to him. Rodney, oh. if you're out there. Shots fired. I don't yeah. like you, buddy. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no hard feelings, but uh, there's hard feelings. G L Y, you ain't got no alibi. You ugly. Ugly. That's how we feel. That's right. That's we Rodney feel. Harrison. Yeah. Rodney Harrison coming in hot. Come on get my number three. Well, coming and he was hot. He was one that I mean, even when we pre-production, it's like he jumped in my brain. Like Rodney Harrison mm-hmm. just kind of mm-hmm. had that edge of like again. There's this fine line of aggressive versus. Like you said, trying to hurt and injure people, and yeah, just over the line, just too much, you know, yeah. too much. So, and did, did Rodney Harrison? He played safety the majority of his career, correct? Yes. Yep. Okay, I thought so. Pretty much exclusively. I mean, maybe they brought him down into the box to play linebacker occasionally and later in his career as he got slower, but slower um, and bigger. <laughs> yep. But um, and look, I will say this. The guy was a great player. Like I, it, oh, this yeah. list for me has nothing to do with how good a player was. It's just like, dude, knock off the nonsense, and you could have been one of the greatest without this reputation. Yeah, the stigma, know? and and I think we could probably say anyone that's making this list is, was probably a pretty longevity type player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's kind of hard to be a dirty player if you only played one season. Exactly. These are people that did it over a course of. Five, six, eight, ten years, or whatever. Yep. Rodney Harrison off the board for Mark's number three dirtiest player. Big Nick, it is with your number three NFL's okay. dirtiest player. Thank you, B. I want to start by saying this. Okay. And now I know that basketball is completely different than football, but speaking to everybody out there, everybody knows who Draymond Green is, right? Basketball player, mm-hmm. known for his dirty play. He's he's tenacious on the court, right? But I want to point something out here. I believe that all of these players, that many people will dislike them for their dirty style of play. However, I do believe if that player was on your team that you cheer for, <laughs> you probably would like him. Like I remember here's I use Draymond Green as the example because of this. When he was in college playing for the Spartans, I had money on the Spartans winning the NCAA tournament. That year, I loved me some Draymond Green. <laughs> I thought he was I thought he was great. Fast forward 2 years later, He's playing on Golden State Warriors, beating the hell out of the Cavaliers in the finals. I did not like Draymond Green yeah. then, no. Yeah. And so I will say the, the the players that made my list does not mean that I do not like them. I just witnessed with my own eyes them playing a dirty level of football. And, and Yeah, and I think that's a good idea is that we're not saying these are necessarily bad players just dirty players from our perception now my number three is a complicated man he's a complicated dirty player too (laughs) he's had a lot of off of the field issues but that's not what we're here to talk about today we're not talking about off the field we're talking about dirty play on the field on the gridiron and on the gridiron i would argue that he is one of the three best NFL players of all time. Whoa. 
That's a of bold all time. Statement. Quarterbacks included. Quarterbacks, I, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to this conversation of we have greatest talk of NFL player and exclude the quarterbacks. No, quarterbacks included. He's a non-quarterback player. I'm intrigued. I'm going to go with a man that at one time you just said the initials and he was known throughout the football world. A one L T Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> Lawrence. The Man, greatest I, linebacker of all time and probably the greatest defensive player in the NFL ever. Okay, so three-time three time defensive player of the year. That's difficult, and it's very difficult for a defensive player to win NFL most valuable player, which he did in 1986 after winning the sack record that year as well. So no doubt about it, this dude is a legit football player, one of the greatest of all time, a big in fact, the major part of the Big Blue Wrecking Crew from the New York Football Giants. Now, why is he my number three after all those great things that I said about this man? <laughs> Do tell. Well, he's made it very clear that one of his strategies when you came to the big city of New York City to New play York football city. against them New York Football Giants, Lawrence Taylor would do his very best because he's a celebrity, right? He is king of that town. And it's very difficult to be the king of New York City. Very hard. Yes. He would use his superpowers to find out what hotel and room the star athlete of the opposing team, the visiting team, would be staying in. And then he had the grand idea of, I'll throw a few hundred bucks to a lady of the night and give her a big bottle of booze and tell her to knock on that man's door. <laughs> and every time the instructions were the same, go have a good time with him. And the longer you keep him up, the more I'm going to pay you. <laughs> the goal, the goal every time was to have their quarterback or their star player up all night and fully exhausted and drunk or hungover or both come game time. Now, what's so interesting about this idea, right? Basketball, baseball, football, all very different sports, but one key that is very different between those three sports is football. The kickoff most of the time is at 1 p.m. on a Sunday. Basketball, baseball, Seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night. People used to get onto Michael Jordan. They're like, you were at the casino till four in the morning. And he had the perfect response. He's like, yeah, I don't play till 8 p.m. tomorrow. Like, I'll, I'm going to be fine. <laughs> be fine. I, I can sleep. Yeah. And by the way, I'm going to win six championships. So shut your face. Um, <laughs> shut your face. Lawrence Taylor very quickly figured out, no, these games start at 1 p.m. Let's keep their dude up all night. Let him have a great time. That is the most diabolical, sinister, that's dirty pretty, play that I've ever sketchy. heard. Of. Yeah, that's it's, pretty sketchy. And and you know what? I, and here's the thing. I know that other people did it in other sports, and probably other people did that same tactic in football. But he was the first one that not only was he accused of it, but I saw him tell me on TV that he did that many times. <laughs> and I'm so fond of this guy, of his football play. I want to be clear, because the off-the-field stuff, I do not condone a lot of the, the things. Uh, but one of, one of my favorite Lawrence Taylor stories is that he's driving around, 
And he's like, man, there's something going on over at the stadium. I should probably swing over and see what's going on. So he drives by, pulls up the security. He's like, hey, man, this place is popping. What's going on? They're like, the Giants are getting ready to play football (laughs) in like 30 minutes. You should probably, like, they thought he was joking. They thought he was joking. They're like, oh, ha, ha, big joke, right? No, they... It was the first year that the NFL started Sunday night football. He was used to playing Monday night. He thought they were playing on Monday night. He's driving <laughs> oh around. He's like, goodness. shit, there's something going on over at the stadium on Sunday What's night. <laughs> well, and I can back that up with uh, a quote from a favorite movie of mine, Little Giants. He's talking to all these little kids. He's like, gentlemen, what brings me to my next point? Don't smoke crack. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Lawrence Taylor, a fine player on the field, diabolical with his dirty play off the field, sending ladies of the night and bottles of booze and who knows what else, knocking on the doors. And guess what? Those boys on the road, I guarantee you, I would wager a Franklin, half of them opened the door and welcomed them right in. And Lawrence Taylor, there he got you again. The off the field stuff. That's not what we're here to talk about. I don't condone any of that. I want to be perfectly clear. Lawrence Taylor, my number three, dirtiest player of all time. Don't forget, inadvertently, again, inadvertently, so we don't think that it's on purpose, just an accident caused the compound fracture of the right leg of quarterback Joe Theismann. Again, neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. Nick digresses. Excellent pick there. We got Lawrence Taylor as his number three. All right. Let's move on to the Mr. B pick. For my number three dirtiest player, oh, this man is not, I'm not a fan of this fella. And I'm going to go with the wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You dog! Hines Ward. Oh, oh, this guy. Boom. Hey, is he the most dirtiest player? I don't know, but I watched a lot of games with Bengals versus Steelers. Oh, God. A lot of dirty. A lot of dirty. Mm. Mm. And <laughs> you guys remember, so he was he was the big kind of proponent of the crack back block, yep. you know, or the, the blind the, rule, the blindside block. <laughs> and so they had, they had to make a rule for this guy because he would just blast people without them looking right in their head. Um, plus, I mean, this is just to my heart. He broke my boy Keith Rivers' jaw. Oh, God, that probably was, ruined his career. Yeah, Cincinnati Bengal just. Blasted him and broke his yeah, jaw. But, and, hey, first off, he was an offensive player, and that's how yes. dirty he played. I mean, you don't. I don't think we're going to see a lot of offensive players on our list. No. We might see some, but Heinz Ward, and he would he would do it and then pop up, and you'd see that smile. Oh, like that he, smirk. The he worst. just knew he lit somebody up, and it's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> dirty SOB. Yeah, he just, I, and, and I think we can say, like, if the NFL creates rules because of how you played, it probably tells you something there. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, you were probably an indicator. You're, you're pushing the limits of like, you know, like, hey, was that necessary that you had to smash this guy in the face when he's not even looking? Like, well, I just remember I always used to be like, well, somebody hit that dude. And I feel like he didn't take that many hits. Like he took well, hits. Don't get me wrong. He was tough he was, as nails, though. But he, he was, was on he was on offense. So unless that's what has, I mean, like unless he has the ball to, to clean his clock, and you he know, has the benefit of being on offense. Yeah, and he yeah. and he was he was a bigger sized wide receiver too. Yep, I mean, he was he, he wasn't like the these hundred and ninety pound guys. He was probably two fifteen, two twenty, and six yeah. three. So bigger guy probably could have played linebacker. 
Well, B, I'll tell you what. I I'm very conflicted about this pick. Okay. I'm a Browns fan, so it's supposed to be in my DNA to hate Steeler players. But with this particular player, I agree 100%. He's a dirty player. This is why I'm conflicted, though. I loved watching him play, man. Like, and not uh, against my Browns. You're gross, not against, dude. You're gross. Dude, not against my Browns. <laughs> you're grossing me out. <laughs> not against my Browns. But it when when I watched him suit up and go out onto the field, it was clear every game this guy just wanted it more than the other 21 people on the field at the same time so you just basically like to watch him beat up on our cincinnati Bengals, and you're like oh i like this you sick sick man <laughs> get this man committed yeah this guy needs to go to some hey, kind of hey, therapy they're only playing the Bengals twice a year only playing the browns <laughs> twice a year there's a whole bunch of other games back then that was 12 other games yeah so you, but, but you watched a lot of browns game did he was it the same with the Browns? Yes, he there? did. He did okay. some nat like and that that's so like we we briefly spoke about dirty players for what three minutes before we hit record. Mm-hmm. And Heinz mm-hmm. Ward was one that I, I had mentioned <laughs> because I'm like I'm like, what a rare specimen that you have an offensive player that is that, that he's like looking for the cornerback or safety that's not paying attention or not looking. Mm-hmm. They're like, and here's the thing. This is what's so dirty about it. The safety's job, especially the safety, more so than the cornerback, but the safety's job is to be aware of where the ball is. So if you are a player on the opposing team on the offense and you do not have the ball, you are little to no concern if you're not the quarterback of that team for the safety, right? So the safety's eyes are going to be fixated on whoever has the ball, i.e. running back, tight end, any other receiver than Heinz Ward. On a lot of plays, there's going to be a dude without the ball that's not the quarterback and not Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward was like headhunting out there, like looking for the safety that's not looking at him and just blasting the shit out of him on the side. I mean, some dirty torpedo hits, too. Yeah, Yeah. straight straight to the face. And especially you're you're running, say, to the left and he's running to the right and he just just clips you. So right through you. Yeah. The research team gave me a little uh, montage of some of his dirty clips. And I'm like, ooh, I don't like dirty mofo. So that's my number three, Heinz Ward. Not a fan. All right, let's move, let's move on to Mark, your number two dirtiest NFL player, buddy. So for my number two, uh, we've got a second overall pick, which is not something you would always equate with a high Ooh, draft pick. That's as a, a high pick player, right? Lawrence Taylor, second overall pick as well. Just throwing oh, that. Oh, there. there we go. So we have our um, second second round. Or, or, oh, did you crap, say second Lawrence overall Taylor. pick? No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Our second, yeah. second overall pick. Second, second overall pick. I like that. So this guy accomplished a lot in his career. He made five Pro Bowls. He had 70 and a half sacks. He played for the Lions, the Dolphins, the Rams, the Buccaneers. He is one in Dominican Sioux. Yep. Yeah! Dominican Sioux. This guy is regarded as one of the NFL's dirtiest players. Just got a round of applause if anybody didn't hear that. Um, frequent escapades. So he would stomp on opponents. Yes. He would start fights. He, he literally just did like some of the dirtiest stuff that you could imagine. I mean, they played a game against the bears. Um, I, I think it was Cutler, Jay Cutler. He tried to take his head off, literally ripped his helmet off. Yep. almost took his head with it. Um, there's one of the good old Browns with Jake DeLome. 
where he grabs the side of his face mask and just rips it back. Like you thought the guy's head was going to just literally twist right off. I mean, it, it went a direction your neck is not supposed yeah. to bend. Right? We're talking. We're talking about a guy that's like three hundred plus pounds and six five. So like, let's yeah, yeah. We're right. not talking about a little fellow. This guy could you know probably if pick you up. Don't a small watch car. football. I want you to close your eyes and picture this. Go to the zoo. You take a rhino and you put him in shoulder pads, cleats, and a helmet. That is what <laughs> Indominic Gung Su looks like. This guy is a Fair monster enough. of a man. Like, God bless me, could I have been built like that? Could could just for just for a few years of big dick's yeah, life. Big, could, big could dick's been the greatest defensive tackle in the world. That's right. That's right. And you know what? Mark, I want you to continue on with the discussion, but I do have to throw in there. Dominic Ansu is my number two pick as well. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. All right. Boom. Yeah, I agree. Think alike. Think alike. Yeah. I mean, so the, the, the hit against Delome, I'm actually watching the clip right now. So Delome is running away from him. He grabs the right side of his helmet, pulls his head back to the right. Then uses his left forearm and gives him a forearm shiver with the left side <laughs> and then lands because he's midair when he's doing this. Then he does one of the, almost like a wrestling move where he yanks him to the left and then flips him and slams him to the right. I mean, the guy's already down. He's down on his knee when this happens. It's like, yeah. dude, I get it again. Trying to be aggressive. I'm not going to talk any smack about this guy because he would stomp me into the ground. But hey, the big kids got your back. That's right. We'll put I the think, interns up first. The three of us, the three <laughs> of us could maybe take them three on one, maybe. And then the worst one, Big Nick. I don't, don't want to steal all your thunder because you had him as well. Um, is there any that you want to call out? Any specific plays, Big Nick? Because there's one. You I've continue on, and I will piggyback off of every <laughs> every dirty thing that you are saying. <laughs> the last one I have is. When they played the Packers, and yep, he literally is standing yep. over this offensive lineman from the Packers, and puts his cleats like stomps on this guy's bicep. Like, yeah, he stomps him hard too. Those cleats are not; those aren't giveaway plastic, right? I mean, hey, we're not right. we're not talking about some plastic golf cleats. They're yeah, they they're got not my son's t balls cleats. Yeah. You know, these are, <laughs> these are cleats attached to a three hundred pound. Man, rhino, yeah, maybe rhino, even, might even been 320 or 330. Yes. I don't know, yeah, like an I mean, incredibly athletic, fast 320 pound man. Oh. And the thing is, he's not even like like most defensive linemen, he's not fat, he's not like a fat no. dude. He's no, yeah, just he, he built he, like he, a brick shit house. He's big like, boned, he's big yeah. boned, big boned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so oh. say, say his first, say his first name for me one more time because I always mess it up. Dominican Sue is how yeah, well, yeah, Dominican Sue, but but I love the Kong at the end. I wish that Kong, we would exactly. really like accentuate the Kong because when I look at him, I'm like King Kong. Th- here he comes. Watch the Kong f out. Shit on this me. dude is busting. <laughs> this dude is busting through the offensive line. Just to piggyback off of what Mark was saying, here's a couple of highlights of this man's dirtiness, filthiness, Lay and. Before I want to, before I get into this, I do want to say this. 
Jim Schwartz is now the new defensive coordinator of the Browns. <laughs> I'm hoping that means that Indominic and Sue ends up as a late addition to the Browns <laughs> defensive line. Just like you said, you, you want that guy on your team, but yes, I do. Him, he's a douchebag. <laughs> Big Nick's yes, like, give I me do. all the dirty players. That's I'll right, take right. all the dirty players. November 24th, 2011. This is a Thanksgiving Day game against the Packers where Sue pushed. Green Bay offensive lineman Evan Dietrich Smith's head into the ground three times before stomping on his arm. Sue was ejected oh, yeah. from the game. And then on Facebook the next day, he says, well, initially he says he was just trying to regain his balance, but then apologizes on Facebook <laughs> yeah. the next day. Yeah. Slams the head three times, steps on the arm, trying to regain that balance. Now. Okay, guy. 2014, week 17, steps on quarterback Aaron Rodgers' calf, fined $70,000. 2015, kicks running back Alfred Morris's helmet off after a play. Miraculously gets no fine for that one. 2017, week 8, two penalties for unnecessary roughness, one after shoving and choking quarterback Ryan Mallett. Rest in peace. No fine for that. R.I.P. Yep. 2018, he's fined, and Dominic and Sue fined $20,000 for a horse collar penalty. And once he gets to Tampa Bay, he kind of calms out. Maybe, he, yeah. like, so True I, Crime Garage, we talk about this a lot because we, we follow crime statistics, right? And crime trends. Sometimes these violent men or, ser- or even serial killers will age out. Mr. B knows this from some of his line of work. Yep. Some of these guys will age out of violence at some point. Did yep. did Indominic and Sue just age out of violence or did he just he it does just seem that way a little bit? He, like, he yeah. definitely like because he went to the Rams and I think he's a free agent now, but it does seem like maybe in his older age he's kind of because you also and bit. you wonder if his Behind the scenes staff are like, dude, you got to stop stomping on people because it's harder and harder for us to get you a job because okay. nobody wants you. Because clearly he has the athletic ability. It's for oh, just clearly. Like, it's like, dude, you can't, we can't get you hired when you keep trying to stab people with your cleats. <laughs> not cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's not going to work out well. And here's the deal. I know that, that, that he doesn't need any, any more uh, coaxing, right? Who cares about this big Nick guy that does this show, big kids show? Who cares about him? He's just a just a wee little nothing man, right? But in Dominic and Sue, listen to me. If you would just join the Browns for this season, <laughs> I, I will nice way to recruit. I will drive up to Cleveland. I, a case of Vuv Clico, I'll give to you. We'll go out for the day. I'll pick up a limo. We'll, we'll go out on the limo drive. We'll go to Wendy's. We'll get all the Dave singles that you want. Uh, we'll just have a good old time. Just the two of us, me and you. And you know what? If you want me to invite some friends or bring some other people, like liven it up a little bit, we'll, we'll go through that whole vo- whole case of Vuv Clico. Well, who cares? Big, big Dick's just trying to make the Browns even trying dirtier to recruit. than they already are. Yep. Trying to recruit. Dirty, yeah. dirty brown. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we got Indomitian Sue as Mark's number two and Big Nick's number two. Double or nothing. A shout out to Johnny Cash, a boy named Sue. I think he wrote it about Indomitian Sue. Sue. Yeah. Ahead of his times, but yeah. Ahead of his time. Kong, hey, quality pick. Me. That dude is definitely dirty. All right. Down Mr. Mr. B's number two, dirtiest player. I'm going to go with a guy that. 
when I start talking about his dirtiness, <laughs> you're not, you'll just you need know. a shower. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you old I took, dirty bastard. I, I took a shower after I watched his clips, but I'm gonna go with Bill Romanowski. Ooh, Ooh he dirty. Bill. He dirty. Oh, God he bless Bill. America. This guy. So just to, just to give you a, a couple few things. So some of this stuff was even off the field. So. They were in the locker room. They had a microwave, and like apparently this microwave was really shitty or crappy. So if you put one sandwich in there, it would take a like you know two minutes. But if you put two, it would take longer. And this teammate put a second sandwich in there while his was heating up. He threw the microwave at this guy. <laughs> like he well literally un- he threw a microwave at him. Don't right, mess with then, a man's sandwich. Yeah. Another time they're in a pile, like you know, NFL kind of gets piled up. He grabbed a guy's finger, snapped it, just broke this guy's finger. All right. Oh, uncalled uh, for. The, the, the big one was, remember, he spit on J.J. Stokes in his face, which to me, like, that's like the most disrespectful thing you can do that's is to spit in another man's knew. face. I will lose my mind if somebody yeah. spits in my face. In like fact, I have like, at a, an amusement I would park. Rather, I'd rather you kick me in the nuts than spit me in the If you spit yeah. in my face, I'm going to murder you. Yes, um, there will be a homicide. And then uh, the, there's another off, like it was a practice thing. Uh, there was a play where he was getting blocked by J.J. Stokes. Uh, they took their helmets off. And he broke this guy's eye socket. He hit him so hard. Mm. <laughs> he basically ended this guy's career. Like, like yeah, this Marcus guy's, Williams. He, no, J.J. It was, all right, hang on, who am I talking about here? Yeah, J.J. Stokes was the one that got spit in the Marcus spit. Williams, thank you. So, so, Mr. Marcus B, I'll Wood. just I, I'll, I'll allude to something here real quick. I've got Bill Romanowski as my number one oh, selection coming up next. Right. So I'm just I'm in lockstep with you all here. Right, I'm, right, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm on the I'm on the ride with you. I'm riding yeah, with that. You. That Marcus Williams play, like I mean, even he talked about Dude. it on some different shows. Like, like he literally like blindside punched this guy, yep. bl- broke his face. The guy sued him. And he got like three hundred thousand dollars, but he never played That's again. Weak. That's weak for not being able to play again. The guy could have made a few million. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's like, I mean, not only I think did it affect mm-hmm. his career and his face, but it probably affected his mental attitude. Like, you know, you got blasted even impaired by a teammate. His, even it could have possibly impaired his vision for the rest of his life. I mean, that's I don't, some I mean, serious. If you, see, if you see the pictures after he got punched, I mean, it, yeah. it looked nasty. So yeah, this guy good. was just, I mean, and like, he would do it with the smirk on his face, just like we talked about with Heinz Ward. Like he just would like purposely try to hurt you. Like just yeah. He, he stomped on people. He would grab ankles. He would like I mean, his tackles were ugh, God, they were like not even like trying to make a clean tackles. Like I'm trying to rip your face off. Yeah. So Yeah. It it, it a lot reminds me of the Dominican Sioux stuff where it's just like Dude, you're you're going above and beyond, and and obviously he got implicated in the Balco scandal, so there was steroids going on, and one of the big things with him is the the roid rage, right? And well, I mean, I so think that's Mark. So I I had the research team look into this. So apparently, again, I don't know if this is fact, but he technically didn't start roids until like after his thirteenth season. In the league, <laughs> so, so he think, was. So think about this. It so just he added on to it already. Yeah. So so the thir- previous thirteen years, apparently no roids, and then he started doing roids. I think in two thousand one. And so the 
the first 13 years, this is sans roids. That's how Still crazy it was. And then, and then after 2001, I mean, he had incident after incident, and then eventually that fight got him kicked out of the league. Yeah, I mean, he he kicks Larry Centers in the head. Yep. Um, <laughs> this is on top of all the stuff that you mentioned, Mr. B. He kicks Larry Centers in the head. He um, broke Kerry Collins' jaw in a preseason yep. game. Uh, I mean, it's just... The guy was in four Super Bowl winning teams. Wait, was Collins on years. his team? I think. Didn't he? Didn't he bust he up one of his own teammates Raiders. a couple of times? He did no, that's what Raiders. we were talking about. A lot of these yeah. guys were teammates. Like, like he's yeah. busting up his own teammates. And here's I mean, the thing: what what is so crazy about this dude? Most people are raging because of the roids. He's raging. For the roids. He's like, give me those roids <laughs> so I yeah. can calm again, down. Again, again, I don't know if the research is accurate, but apparently what I saw is that he didn't even start taking steroids until 2001. So he had already played wow. in the season uh, in the NFL for 13 years before he started taking roids. Man. So, and, and then you could see he got even worse after 2001. He was just trying to kill everyone, like literally murder yeah. him. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was a dude that if you watched him play, you were like, get out of his way. And but going back to the same thing, Big Nick said, like if he was on the team you liked, oh yeah, oh you love, you're like, hey, he's just playing tough football, like. But (laughs) he might be the flip of that though, B, because he's injuring some of his own teammates, like so that might (laughs) be the the exception where you're like, you know what, dude, like I love it when you're attacking the other team, but you just busted the jaw of our starting quarterback, like not cool, man. No, he's. He, it's almost like he couldn't turn it off, and it was just this aggression that was something weird. I remember when I uh, threw um, a microwave oven at Dexter Carter, you know, uh, and then jacked him up against a Coke machine, and you know, I, I ripped off his gold chain, and and the reason that he threw the microwave, we had an old microwave yeah. that literally took like. Two minutes to heat a sandwich, yeah. but if you put another one in there, it took like twenty. <laughs> and he tr- he tried to add his sandwich to mine. How dare he do Dexter, that, what are you doing? You don't do that. He by far was my number two. Like, and Mark, he's your number one. So we got Mark's number one, Bill Romanowski. He, that dude That's is right. just a scary fella. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised yeah. guys didn't try to retaliate after the fact on him. Now that he's down to a normal human size. Like, right. you know, I mean, he's, he's not, he's not as scary. Know, he's not as scary now. <laughs> Bill Romanowski, Oof. Mr. B's number two and Mark Sweetwater Mark's number one. Big right. Nick hit me with your number one dirtiest NFL player. Okay. Now I know I upset you guys earlier and I want to walk into this. I want to step lightly at first. I want you both to be reasonable human beings when I tell you my number one okay this is from the guardian.com oh boy during his time in the nfl vontez perfect has missed a total of 22 games due to suspension roughly 19 percent of his career in monetary terms he has cost himself 4.6 million dollars in salary and has been fined nine other times costing 411 thousand dollars that's over five million dollars of his career earnings washed away by reckless play 
In September of 2013, he's fined $10,000 for striking an opponent in the groin and additional $21,000 for a hit on a defenseless receiver at the same game. October of 2013, fine $21,000 for spearing a receiver. October 2014, fine $25,000 for twisting the ankles, plural, ankles of Panthers plural. quarterback Cam Newton and tight end Greg Wilson. He yep. twisted one dude's ankle, and then later in the other game, he's like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not, I'll just twist this other dude's ankle. The just- twist. <laughs> December 2015, fined $69,000 for two unnecessary roughness penalties and diving at Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger's knee. January 2016, fined $50,000 for hitting a defenseless receiver in the chin. January 2016, suspended three games for and forfeits $500,000 cash in salary for a headshot on a defenseless wide receiver, Antonio Brown. That's what happened to Antonio Brown. He was blasted by, that's what went wrong with Brown. He was blasted in the head by Vontez Perfect. October, 2016, fined $75,000 for stepping on Patriots running back, LeGarrette Blunt. November 2016 was a rough year for Vontez Perfect. He's fined $12,000 for giving the middle finger to Bills fans. Not only does he hate the players, he hates the fans. August 2017 suspended three games for reduced from five for a hit on a defenseless player. Keep in mind, that sounds like it's like it's egregious, like, like this is a very severe punishment. He's being punished five games reduced to three because he's continually year after year hitting defenseless players. Uh, October of that same year, $12,000 fine for kicking an opponent. The following year, he's suspended for four games. This for violating NFL substance abuse policies. That has nothing to do with playing dirty. That same year, 2018, fined $112,000 for multiple examples of unnecessary roughness in a game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And here we go. To sum it up nicely, no other player in the league has that kind of rap sheet. The Bengals finally had enough at the end of his last season. And the this was this is look, John Gruden. Bad guy for all kinds of reasons. Here we go. Here's another reason why not not such a great guy. The Oakland Raiders decide to sign Vontez Perfect as a free agent after all that stuff, making him the team captain. (laughs) (laughs) And guess what? They added Vontez Perfect to a locker room that included Antonio Brown and Richie Incognito, men Mm -hmm. with their own troubled histories. What a great idea, John Gruden. That's why you may never coach again in the NFL, amongst other reasons. Vontez Perfect was ooh. So it pains me to say it, being a lifelong Bengals fan, but my also number one is Vontez Perfect. Ah, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I, I mean, and Big Dick, I know you had you said four point six million. I I saw from the research team four point two million in fines, okay. but that okay. I think we'll never see that number again because the NFL. If you get to we that can split point, the difference. Well, they'll just they'll they'll never let you play. Like, there's no way they're going to let a player have fines of four plus million dollars and still be on the field. I mean, this guy just I again, you watch some of his clips. Just if you guys want to watch, type in Vontez Perfect dirty hits. He 
purposely tries to hurt people. He'll grab ankles. Um, my biggest problem was that playoff game. And Mark, you know what I'm talking about. With it started with mm-hmm. a late hit, and then and then he shoved the coach, and then just escalated, and ultimately the Bengals lost that playoff game. God, I, I left the stadium like almost in tears. God damn, Vontez perfect. I mean, broke this man's heart, Vontez. You broke this man's heart. No, he, he broke my dad's heart. I remember my dad. Oh, that's even like, worse. He was just Breaking like, you dad's know what? Heart. He's like, I'm done with this team. It's like, it was just the hardest thing to watch. Like this one player can ruin an experience for thousands of fans. That was, such a, moment. That was yeah. such a deflating moment. I mean, yeah, as a lifelong Bengals fan, he didn't make my list. He is sitting there right underneath one Rodney Harrison. Way to be um, loyal, buddy. Yeah, I had a feeling one of you guys would have him on your list. You take <laughs> care of it for me. But uh, dude was dirty. He was one of those guys that just like Big Nick said, you liked it on your team. You were like, hell yeah, that guy's going to kick someone's ass. But then, you know, when you start to look back at it in hindsight, like especially the hit on Antonio Brown where he literally just puts his elbow into to his head. Like, I dude, some of his problems definitely stem from oh, he, that, Vontez he was perfect alone concussed at the minimum yeah i mean that's yeah. but yeah. it was it, it was the problem it's like i like i like a, an aggressive hard playing person but yep when you are making plays that actually hurt the team and it's detrimental to the team yeah and, and i get making a mistake but i mean look at his pattern like he looked like he was a thug trying to hurt somebody and clearly, that's the case. I mean, I, does this guy even have any money left? Because he apparently paid so much money in fines, well, and, and he was suspended for so many games too. Like that, the one suspension I think was the longest suspension in uh, NFL history. He was suspended for was it like twelve games? Yeah, and so yeah, it, yeah he he according to uh, Guardian dot com website. Shout out to those guys for doing gangbusters work over there. They're saying he missed a total of 22 games due to suspension. And they're saying that's roughly 19% of his career. And then, as we said, at least over $4 million in fines, maybe closer to $5 million in salary fines. And here's the thing. The fines are put into place to make sure that in suspensions as well, that a player understands the rules. Clearly didn't apply. <laughs> he clearly did understand the rules based off of those suspensions and the fines that he paid. He just, what made him a thug is he decided he's not going to play within those lines. And yeah. he's he he will do whatever he decides is necessary in the moment. And what was, look, I'm not going to fault him for for this. He I fault him for being a dirty player. He was a very talented player. There's no question about that. He was he well, was just just even making an NFL roster. You have talent, of course. Yeah, and he's I think he's regarded as one of the top fifty uh, collegiate recruits out of the state of California, which is one of the most recruited states in in the greatest of countries, these United States. But so great from high school to college to NFL, the highest stage, the best stage, the the grandest stage of them all. But. When he's reminded time and time again, look, man, these are the rules. We're taking it easy on you this time with a fine or a one-game suspension. He's like, kick down the door, F you all. I understand you got rules. <laughs> I'm here to play the way that Perfect wants to play. And yeah, it's it, he 
there was a game that you and I watched together, Mr. B. We were in that cabin in 2016. Yep. It was Patriots versus the Bengals. I can't remember who was at home. But for whatever reason, Vontez Burfick decided he did not like Gronkowski that day. And oh, yeah, he I was, remember that one. Remember that? And I said yeah. to you, after it's halfway through the first quarter, and I'm saying to B, I'm like, man, either Burfick and and Gronk are going to fight and they're both going to be ejected or perfect will be ejected for trying to get Gronk to fight, fight him. And perfect. I swear spent the rest of that day caring less about football and more about trying to get Gronkowski to engage him in a physical altercation. Yeah. No, it's that's what that's when you are talking about dirty players, it's like this, this fine line of playing aggressive versus like, I mean, to me, just the, the ankle Trying to break an ankle alone is terrible. On so, two different guys in the same game. Yeah. And, and he did it. That's just one game you're talking about. He did it multiple times. Like If you yeah. go back and watch his stuff, and it was so hard to watch as a Bengals Egregious. fan because I just I, I wanted the Bengals to be good. And I'm like, dude, you're just hurting the team. God bless America. So Those penalties ugh. are killers, too. And that's what, yeah. like, that is not just a first down for the opposing offense, Oftentimes, it's moving them into field goal range, moving them into the red zone where they'll go for it on fourth down and attempt to get the the touchdown. It is exactly. a it's a defensive killer, and it's it can be a game deciding decision that that individual is making in that moment. Yep. Yeah. God what's, bless uh, America. What's interesting the the interns just brought this to my attention. Um, so I guess Le'Veon Bell was on talking trash about Montez Perfect just back in may of this year uh-oh uh-oh and I, started not, i want to so, take back all the things i said about Vontez perfect <laughs> right now so there was some stuff going on and adam jones uh came in basically levy on bell was saying on a podcast that he wanted to fight to box Vontez. I'd pay for that. I'd pay to watch that. And Adam Pacman Jones says, I just talked to Tez. He said, fuck boxing, but he will fight you in the octagon. I got a hundred K on Vontez and we'll air it on the Pat McAfee show. Le'Veon Bell, have your people call me. Then Le'Veon Bell says, I throw hands. I don't wrestle. Tell him to step in the squared circle though. And I'll beat the dog shit out of him. And you can put Uh whatever you want on dude. It's your money to lose. Here's the thing. Go ahead. to, To finish it off. Vontez responds back and says, this is so surprising. This is like totally a left field. He <laughs> says, Vont- or, uh, Le'Veon, why are we looking to fight? Why not show everyone we can change the narrative? Let's show the world we can squash beef in other ways than boxing. Wait a second. Let's meet and compete on the golf course. Get some charities. <laughs> get some charities involved so we can help people in need and show kids that we resolved our differences to make the world a better place. Look, I like kids too, but I ain't paying for that. I ain't paying to watch that. <laughs> and, and what that means is Vontez is way out of shape. Way <laughs> out of shape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he he after after training, he's probably weighing like two seventy, and he's yeah. slow as shit. Yeah. He listened yeah. to that big kids show ice cream show that we did and it like he's oh, in he's just first bulked up since then all right boys <laughs> excellent excellent episode all right let's recap mark's got rodney harrison and dominican sue and bill romanowski big dick lawrence taylor and dominican sue and vontez perfect mr b's got heinz ward bill romanowski and vontez perfect Ooh, that's a group Ooh, of dirty dirty players 
30 hey, days. So I had a great time talking with you guys. Everyone out there listening there, we love you guys. The reason why we're all just big kids. They see me rolling, they hating, patrolling and trying to catch me riding dirty. Trying to catch me riding dirty. Trying to catch me riding dirty.